Hello everyone. It's Sunday, August the 6th, 2006, and this is show 66 for Treks in Sci-Fi. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. I'm going to have a nice show, I think, and we're going to get right to it. Here we go. As always, I'd like to welcome everyone to Treks in Sci-Fi for this week. This is Rico, your host, and welcome to any new listeners out there. Been a uh, kind of a nice, relaxing week for me personally. Had a few days off work. My wife was out of town, so been catching up on a few things around the house. Just kind of relaxing a bit. So this is a nice uh, way to kind of end it on Sunday here before I head back to work tomorrow and do uh, do a nice podcast for everyone out there. I have a uh, few uh, general announcements about the show and the website uh, that I'd like to uh, pass on. Last week I discussed, uh, and probably longer than I wanted to, about this um, sort of migration of the Treks in Sci-Fi at treksf.com or treksinsci-fi.com of my web host of all the files and information from one server to another. Well, uh, again, to make kind of a long story short, that seems to be complete now, so we should be all up and running and on the new server and everything should be good. Again, if anyone uh, encounters any problem, please uh, send me an email at treksf at gmail.com and I'll try to take care of it. But as far as I can tell in all my testings, uh, everything seems to be looking good on the website. I just recently, a few days ago, uh, it came finally in the mail I got from Amazon.com. I got a new Logitech webcam that I am going to be using in conjunction with the website occasionally. Uh, Basically, I've got this to uh, put up little videos occasionally on the website, also uh, to do video chats either over Skype or there's a a program out there called StickAm, which if you go to the main website, and click the webcam link there, it will bring that, that stickam function up. And basically that's an embedded camera function that I have a couple of video clips running on it now that it can also, if I click on my camera here and go what they call like live, I guess, it will show you what I'm up to. And, uh, you know, some week I might uh, turn it on while I'm doing the podcast, something like that, uh, just uh, to show my, uh, you know, very... Uh, <laughs> tired face sometimes in the morning doing these podcasts and I will uh, maybe do that occasionally but anyway there's a webcam up there of any other people who are listeners of the show I have webcams and would like to you know hook up some time on Skype or Stickam and do a little video chat with me uh, send me an email let me know we, I'd be happy to do that And I think that's it for the for the general announcements. I am probably, uh, oh no, sorry, there was one more, uh, excuse me. There is, uh, I have been endeavoring over the past months and months and weeks and so forth to get some t-shirts going for the podcast website, I guess mainly for the podcast, using the logo that I have for the podcast, the, the little graphic you'll see if uh, if you look on iTunes. Basically, uh, the shirts are kind of in a sort of finalized situation right now. I'm just deciding on the color, the background color of the shirt, 
and just a little bit of detail on the text for the front. Basically, it's going to have the logo with Spock uh, holding an iPod on the back of the shirt and uh, some text on the front of the shirt. If you go to the website for this podcast at treksf.com and go to the forum section, and in the general topic area, you'll see a, uh, a couple of topics about T-shirts. And one of them, I put up several photos or not photos exactly, but graphics showing you what I'm looking at for doing T-shirts. These will be uh, sort of made to order. In other words, I'm going to take orders at some point in the next few weeks. And, you know, you can order your particular size, large, extra large, small, whatever you take. And then I will get that uh, those made up and, and shipped to you. I, I think the cost is going to be relatively inexpensive. Uh, it's looking, depending on the number that we get, if we get uh, more than, I think it's 24, I'll, they'll be like 20 bucks each, including shipping. If it's under 24 total, we'll end, end up at around $25. Uh, the more you order, obviously, the, the cheaper it is. But I'm going to try to get these things, get, get this going in the next few weeks. If, uh, if you have any comments, you can email me. Uh, or uh, once I do get the, the, the final design set, I will put it, the information up on the main webpage with the ordering information. I'm probably going to use PayPal to collect the funds and then place the order and then ship them out uh, individually to the people that order them. I tried to do the cafe press and those kind of deals and, and individuals, but that didn't really work out very well. Some people had issues having that Spock image, uh, even though it's sort of a caricature, and I paid for the uh, logo being done by a, uh, a great uh, friend uh, artist, uh, Len on Jawbone Radio, actually did the graphic for me. It's just uh, too complicated, but if you do this this uh, massive kind of shirt order with just a T-shirt printing company that I found, it seems like they're okay with it. I think so far they haven't uh, said anything. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there and let people know about the, the T-shirts are coming. If you're interested in a shirt, uh, let me know and keep an eye on the website. There'll be more information forthcoming. Now I'm going to get to some... Uh, kind of Star Trek and science fiction news in general. I'm not going to do any email this week. I had a few of them. I may do a Wednesday show and get caught up on that. Uh, I'm going to have a rather longer show this week, or maybe a little longer, I should say. I'm going to do a full episode commentary on a Deep Space Nine episode here shortly. But before that, I want to make a few Star Trek uh, uh, announcements or things that are going on with Star Trek in the news. There have been a few things this past week that I wanted to mention that have come up. The first one, it looks like Roddenberry, uh, Eugene Roddenberry, is or or as he's known actually Rod Roddenberry uh, he's his his um, website roddenberry.com in conjunction with cafepress.com are going to be putting out some original bound volumes of scripts or or bound volumes of scripts from all the TV series starting with uh, some of the early episodes of the original series this uh it sounds like they're doing this sort of a, to commemorate the 40th anniversary this year of Star Trek which of course, first premiered in 1966, and it looks like they're going to start with uh, with these pretty soon. Uh, they're going to start with The Cage, which was the first pilot of Star Trek, and then go on to uh, first volumes of the original series scripts will be released in September and so forth. They'll be all shrink-wrapped, and there's going to be extra things in these photographs and uh, notes and, and things like that, so they, they sound pretty good. I'm going to be checking this out, of course. I will put a link, uh, if you just go to Cafe Press, I think, and then go slash Roddenberry, it'll take you to information on this. I'll also put that link in the 
podcast uh, notes for this week. But it, it sounds like interesting stuff. Uh, the other uh, big Trek news, I thought, or at least fairly big, I, th- I think, uh, is that the Sci-Fi Channel has gotten the rights to uh, air reruns, reruns only, no new episodes, just reruns, of Star Trek Enterprise, you know, the, the f- two short uh, four-season uh, long uh, last Star Trek series that ended last year, the one with Scott Bakula as Captain Archer and T'Pol and all of them. That's going to start, I think it's fairly soon. This fall looks like uh, maybe, I don't know if they have an exact date, probably September, October, I would think. But I'll, I'll get, if I get more details, I'll let you guys know. But the Sci-Fi Channel, at least in the United States, uh, broadcasting Star Trek Enterprise reruns, which is good news. They've got a, a few others. They're going to be showing other sci-fi series, Tales from the Dark Side, something called Wolf Lake, which was another uh, short-lived series, and, and several others. I will also... Uh, Try to put a little more info. I think there's this info is on the the forums on the website, but I'll try to put a link in the podcast notes on this also. So that's good news for those that I know. There's a lot of people out there that didn't really watch Enterprise, especially uh, they kind of faded away from it. And I've said a few times in the past, this this series to me, you know, really deserves you know a look. If you ignored it, especially the last couple of seasons, it was really good. I feel and and it really. It was, a, it was unfortunate that in the middle, I think a lot of people kind of faded away from watching it, but it really got good in season three and four, I feel. So that's um, that's that. Uh, watch Enterprise when it comes on, Sci-Fi Channel. And I think that's uh, going to do it for the news and information and website talk, things like that. This episode of Deep Space Nine that we're going to cover here soon that, that I'm going to turn on and uh, comment throughout the episode is is from the second season. The name of the episode is called Crossover. And if you don't recognize the name of the episode or what the storyline was, this is the first uh, episode in a series that they did throughout uh, the course of Deep Space Nine that took uh, some people from the, the show into the Mirror Mirror universe as seen in, or as, as last seen in the original series. This, uh, these episodes were a lot of fun, I feel. I got a few uh, emails this week about suggestions I had asked last week for, suggestions on Deep Space Nine episodes to cover. I got a few, and I want to thank the guys that sent those in. Don't think uh, I've got an ongoing list going. Uh, ongoing list going. Uh, I've got a list going of Star Trek episodes and specifically Deep Space Nine episodes that I want to cover, and, and the suggestions that I did get in are going to be covered at some point in the future. I just kind of wanted to get into this episode uh, for a few reasons. One, it, it leads into other episodes of Deep Space Nine that uh, are, are set in the Mirror Mirror universe. They uh, this also this episode I, I feel uses the characters in a unique way. They're, they're you know most of them are the counterpart versions, and there's a lot of fun stuff in this one. And I, I just I thought it would be a good one to do, and it's in. It's actually, I was surprised. I thought this one happened in more like season three or four, but it actually happened in the second season, this episode. So, uh, hey, you know, I got lots of time to comment during the episode, so I'm going to start it now. Here comes Deep Space Nine, the episode crossover, and I will be commenting throughout the episode. Medical log supplemental. Major Kira and I are returning home after opening the hospital on New Bajor. The first Bajoran colony in the Gamma Quadrant. Oh, could you take it for a while? Sure. Do you mind if I listen to some music? Actually, I do. I was hoping to meditate for a few minutes. Of course. 
I didn't know you meditate. Every day. I had the opportunity of studying meditation with Isam Helloa when I was at college, a remarkable fellow. He sort of took me under his wing. I can't tell you how much I learned from him. The man was a master at rhythmic breathing. You'll have to give me a few tips sometime. Gladly. Oh, and I like this, uh, the way this starts. I don't know if a lot of people know, but uh, Bashir Alexander Siddig and Kira Nina Visitor ended up marrying. uh, I think it was towards near the end of Deep Space Nine. And they eventually got divorced, I think, a couple of years ago. But uh, I just like their interplay. And, and now that you know about that, their interplay what are you doing? in some of these episodes is pretty interesting. Bellow's breath is a series of quick intakes followed by one long intake of air through the nose. Hold, release. Increases the energy flow. It's quite simple. Let me show you. How about some music? What's your pleasure? I'm afraid my musical knowledge is limited to Bajoran composers. Computer, play us a little something by Tor Jolan. You know Tor's work? Oh, I've made it a point to listen to Bajoran music ever since I arrived. Really? Tor strikes me as the best of the lot, really. A slightly derivative of the great Baldaric masters of the last century, but pleasantly diverting. Hmm, this is nice. I'm glad we're finally doing this. What? Talking to one another. Finding common interests, burying the hatchet. Hatchet? The human expression. It means that we're finally putting past conflicts behind us. Making way for brand new ones. <laughs> right. You know, Narice, may I call you Narice? <laughs> this, uh, this cracks me up. Even when we weren't getting along, I've always felt you were one of the most interesting women I've ever met. I'm very serious. Thank you, Doctor. Julian. Go on, say it. Julian. Julian. <laughs> it was hard for Chief O'Brien as well at first. We had our problems too. But now we're like this. One minute to the wormhole, stand by to drop to impulse. I like Bashir's uh, eagerness. You know, he's always I, been that uh, way. I think you uh, got a little more seasoned by the I'm end. I'm sorry? Oh! <laughs> you thought that I was trying to. No, no, my, no. My mistake. But if I thought. Forget it. Right. Take us out of warp. What's wrong? The warp field's not fully collapsed. I'm showing a plasma injector leak. Injector controllers are locked. I'm trying to compensate. You know, don't they ever check these runabouts out? You know, it's like... Injectors opening, velocity falling. What was that? Initiating emergency stabilization control. Dizziness was what uh, Kirk and company felt when they first went through the mirror universe. What the hell? Where's the station? What happened to the station? I have it on long-range sensors. It's orbiting Major. Major, vessel approaching on an intercept course. Dead ahead. And keep in mind, uh, in the Deep Space Nine universe, they had moved the station to near the wormhole. I'm sorry, ma'am. We were not informed you'd left the station. 
Who are you? A Klingon beamed well, over to the roundabout. When your vessel seemed to appear out of nowhere. If you allow us to withdraw, we will escort you back to the station. Two Klingons, sorry. close to her as I am to you. She cannot be an imposter. But she is. What is going on here? Garrick. Yes. My name is Garrick. The question is... I apologize. Something's wrong with my DVD. Got to pause for a second here. All right, sorry about that. All fixed. Here we go. The question is... Who are you? I never had that happen before. These are... uh... Uh, full retail uh, DVDs. Uh, I've only watched them a few times, so they're—I mean—they're all in good shape. And it got all pixelated on me for some reason. There, it might have just been a little speck of dirt on the disc. Now, this episode crossover was, like I said, near the end of the second season. Let me give you a little information here. The teleplay is by Peter Allen Fields, who was one of the staff writers at the time on Deep Space Nine. Also, Michael Pillar. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago, but he was uh, a primary uh, creator and uh, one of the head writers on Deep Space Nine throughout its run. And the story was uh, also by Peter Allen Fields, directed by David Livingston, who directed many, many of the uh, various Star Trek episodes over Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, maybe Voyager, I'm not sure. But he, he was a, a tried-and-true director for them. This episode again was was towards the end of the second season, and a lot of, a lot of good things that are gonna you'll hear here shortly throughout this episode that are gonna take place. Uh, lots of uh, interesting things, and it's a it's a great uh, story, a connection to the original Star Trek series. Uh, you'll see what happens or the repercussions of what uh, happened when Kirk and and his crew visited the mirror universe. That's what this episode is really kind of all about. You know, at the end of, if you remember at the end of the Mirror mirror episode, Kirk encourages Spock to sort of, re, you know, rebel against the Empire and all that, and, and, and that peace is more of the solution. And Kirk kind of tasks Spock to take on the Empire. And you could see from this episode, that doesn't really turn out this so good. may sound like an odd question, but could you tell us where we are? This is the Terek Nor Station. The center of authority for the Bajoran Sector. Center of authority? Whose authority? The Alliance, of course. I always like Garrick's character. He does a great job throughout the series. The wormhole to the Gamma... It's very difficult to explain. I I think it would be best if we just got back to our ship and... I don't think so. Now, wait a minute. Don't take that tone with us, Terran. If you are who I suspect you are, I'm afraid I can't run the risk of letting you go. See, they don't really know about Take the wormhole in Put this universe. Tell the supervisor to keep an eye on him. He won't know the rules. 
Yeah, the uh, the role of Kira is the intendant. She's the head of the station. On one of the freighters leaving the station. What is your designation? Zero four one three Theta. Theta. Yes. You worked so hard to earn your Theta designation, to earn our trust. Why do you throw it away like this? Reassign him to Lambda, send him to the mines. The mines? But he should die for this. We should make an example of him. You have made a career out of setting examples. You can tell the now visitor has uh, a great much. time doing this dual role in he this episode. Uh, and uh, her little uh, this is the leather outfit is, uh, is, is quite uh, nice. Fine, interrogate him. But if he dies under your interrogation, I will make you my example. Is that clear? Very intendant. You know, the whole station, they've changed the look of it a bit here. I'm there's steam you, going. You don't upgrade the thorium container, there's uh, a, a, a darkness, a, and I'm not be an oppressiveness the to the whole station. And they, they really did a good job in, in making it look Another like they were in a completely point. different universe, obviously. Know the rules. Well, we'll see to it that he learns them. What's your designation? Bashir. Julian. Is that a joke? I don't know. Is it? No jokes. That's my rule of obedience number 14. Now, what's your designation? I don't have a designation. I don't have a designation, sir. Another rule of obedience. I don't have a designation, sir. I don't have a designation, sir. Now, why is that? I don't know. And frankly, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You're here to process ore. It's Have you ever done that before? Interesting how no, easy Odo fits into the, in the, the mirror universe. No. He's kind of a rough guy to begin with, even in our universe. But over there, he, he fits in pretty well. Kind of like Spock did in a way. It's not a joke. I'm a doctor. Well, doctor... Don't forget to scrub before you operate. <laughs> it's funny, you know, you got a space station here and they're doing some kind of mining operation. That, that just seems kind of strange to me, at least. You know, do they bring the ore to the station and they process it there? That seems kind of, like, complicated and, and a waste of uh, a lot of your resources and time, but that's kind of beside the point, I guess. Now, we, now we've got Kira and the intendant in her office, and, and this is a good area to me. listen. Aren't you? I'm Kira Norris. That makes two of us. Where you come from, things are very much like this, aren't they? There's a station, a bage or Cardassians, Terrans, Klingons. The players are all the same, but everyone seems to be playing different parts. You didn't seem to recognize the Alliance. No. Perhaps you'd recognize the name Kirk. No, I'm sorry, I don't. Interesting. On my side, Kirk is one of the most famous names in our history. Of course everyone should know Kirk. Almost a century ago, a Terran starship captain named James Kirk 
accidentally exchanged places with his counterpart from your side due to a transporter accident. Our Terrans were barbarians then, but their empire was strong. While your Kirk was on this side, he met a Vulcan named Spock and somehow had a profound influence on him. Afterwards, Spock rose to commander-in-chief of the Empire by preaching reforms, disarmament, peace. It was quite a remarkable turnabout for his people. Unfortunately for them, when Spock had completed all his reforms, his Empire was no longer in any position to defend itself against us. Us, the Alliance. Historic coming together of the Klingons and the Cardassians. And Bajor is a part of this alliance. We'd been under Terran occupation for decades. When we were freed, we petitioned for entry and were accepted. We have become quite an influential power within the alliance. Is it similar at all on your side? No. My Bajor is not so fortunate. I'd be very interested to hear more about it. I can't stay here. You must see that. Well, you see, that's part of the problem. I don't know how to send you back. But more than that... I may have mentioned before, but I, I saw a, Nana visitor at a convention a, a few years I'm ago. And, uh, she's follow. a lot of fun in person. Real, real sparkling sure personality. And in after the first cross, reading up on this episode, we were afraid others might she mentions uh, that actually affairs. the intendant's character is a little, little more again, close to her real personality than Major Kira is. Side. She's not as stiff uh, and military-like in person as Unlike Kira. My first officer, so uh, that was an interesting point, I thought. I have no taste for violence. I regret using it, even when it seems necessary. I know exactly what you mean. You do, don't you? I know you don't want to kill me. And you're searching for a good reason not to. Got any ideas? My side needs what you have. A strong Bajor. If you knew the struggles we'd been through to rebuild our world, who's to say you won't influence us this time? Me. My side once changed the course of your history. Well, maybe this time your side can change mine. This episode teach me what I took a long time to film, obviously. It went over uh, time because of all the setups of the dual camera angles and everything. And it was a particularly time-consuming for Nana no, when she did this because, of, obviously, she's in a lot of He's scenes with herself. He's an lived a privileged life on my side. Let him see how the other half lives. No, it's too dangerous. The Cardassians and the Klingons would never allow it. Are you the leader of this sector or not? <laughs> oh, you know how to manipulate me. I know how I'd feel in your place. I wouldn't give a damn what the Cardassians or the Klingons thought. You're right. I don't. Find this attractive young woman some quarters. Kira Norris. I'll call for you later.
So there you have the backstory, at least, what what happened with the whole Kirk Spock thing and, and why the humans are being oppressed now and, and the Cardassians and the Klingons me and the Jorans are in charge. If there's anything I can explain... No, I've worked in ore processing myself. <laughs> Is my Terran friend behaving himself? They all behave themselves when I'm in charge. Good. Good, if you don't mind, I'll speak with him. Huh? Are you all right? Learning a new trade. Do you have any idea what happened? Have you ever heard of a Starfleet captain named James Kirk? Kirk? Of course. The transporter accident. Read about it at the Academy, so that's where we are. That's where we are. Oh, is that another me here? Not on the station. I haven't found Dax or Cisco. O'Brien's been tinkering around with the machines. Major, if Kirk got here by transporter, do you think we could get back the same way? I don't know anything about transporters. Do you? Well, no one knows more about transporters than Chief O'Brien. Well, our Chief O'Brien, who knows about theirs? It's worth a shot. Talk to him. I'll try to see if I can find anyone else who might be willing to help. Yeah. And of course, there still has to be a Quarks in the Mirror Universe. You certainly are the spitting image of the Intended. Just as they said. Hello, Quark. You know my name. Quark runs a bar on my side, too. I think really? Quark is my son's uh, favorite Deep Space Nine business. character. He just gets a real kick out of them and the all about their me. rules of acquisition. What can I get you? The intendant likes a hot jumps of tea this time of day. Well, I'm not her. That does sound good. Coming up. So, uh, are we close friends on your side? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we are. On my side, Quark does me a lot of favors. Favors? The Quark I know... Well, he just has the ability to get things done when no one else can. You know what I mean? Sometimes he even gets things done behind the backs of the security people. What kind of favors do you ask him for? Oh, all sorts of favors, like getting me things I need. Such as? Well, for instance, a transporter for a few hours. Didn't I hear somewhere that a transporter was involved in the first crossover? That's right. Do you have a way back to your side, Major? Under the right circumstances, I might be willing to help you get access to a transporter. Look, Quark, I don't have a strip of gold press latinum, so don't even think about it. Gold press what? What is it you want? The ability to send others across to your side. Others? What others? That's not important. But look, I can't open a revolving door to... Quark! Mr. Uh, Garrick! What can I get you today? Drinks are always on the house for you. You must come with us. Is there a problem? Uh-oh. Yes. Looks like a slight uh, problem. Quark's in a You've little trouble. You've been helping Terrans escape from the station. Me? I'm... Simple barkeep and a coward, I assure you, I don't stick my neck out for anyone. And that's not what the Terran we caught this it's morning kind of told us Quark, during Quark's this interrogation. Kind of a hero here. This is all a misunderstanding. Mm. I'm sure you... Well, there goes uh, 
Kira is lying to miss him. A he transporter. always let me win at Davo. Bartender. He's just been arrested. Arrested? What a damned shame. Here comes the mirror, Who wants Cisco. a drink on the house? about when these people all slave labor it's the it's the future they've got so much machines replicators transporters i mean why do you need so much labor actual manual labor it's uh it makes a good story but it I know doesn't you, really add side. up yeah actually we're best friends you and me that's right what am i some kind of doctor or two no, you're chief of operations of this station. Me? Go on. It's true. Chief of operations. Looks like you know your way around machines. I know some things. What else is he like, this chief of operations? Ah, oh, he's married. He has a five-year-old daughter. He's one of the most decent men I know. We fought our way out of a few scrapes together. I admire him a great deal. Sounds like he got the lucky draw. There's one nice thing throughout the course also of Deep Space Nine is the relationship between O'Brien and Bashir. You know, they they had a real friendship. They they had a lot of time times where they would you know have adventures together, go on the holodeck, and it was it was really well done. They didn't really do that in the other Star Trek series that much. I mean they were always friends in that, but they never really showed a nice pairing of a couple of guys or whatever over over many so years, getting to really know each other and, to help and bonding that like no. that. So I, I really like that. You is the truth. I don't know you. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. The break is over. You're wanted in the bar. Look, if I don't finish here, you're wanted in the bar by Mr. Sisko. I also got an autograph and, and uh, met Rene Aubergenois plays Odo one time at a convention and he's a real nice guy the the interesting thing about him is he really makes his voice quite a bit different and gruff when he plays Odo versus what his real voice is like he he really gets it down deep and kind of grovel gravelly kind of sounding on Deep Space Nine especially in this episode not only do you look like her you have the same temper <laughs> You and your friends don't seem like the other Terrans I've seen here. The Intendant honors me with a ship and a crew. I honor her by collecting duties. <laughs> of a sort. From vessels that pass in this direction. And why do you deserve this special treatment? I suppose because I amuse her. And she's not easily amused. Here's Avery Brooks, of course, as the alternate Cisco, and again, everyone here just has a great time with their alternate roles. A lot of fun for them. Avery Brooks is just a great actor. I really, I really enjoyed him as Cisco in Deep Space Nine. Smiles, Mr. Cisco. I don't like really good. That's why I named you Smiley. Are they treating you okay, Smiley? Just fine. What do you need? You don't like me, do you, Smiley? 
Not really, Mr. Sisko. <laughs> ah, you're not afraid to show it, are you? I suppose that's why I like you so much. My impulse driver coil isn't operational. Take care of it. I've got a serious problem in ore processing that's got to be fixed. I don't care what's going on in ore processing. Fix my engine. Hmm? <laughs> Kira to Cisco. Go ahead. I'd like to discuss your recent mission. Would you please report to my quarters? There's a, there's a look on Cisco's face there. He's, he still doesn't uh, he doesn't quite like being having to go along with uh, the attendant. There she is. Have you met my friend Benjamin Cisco, my dear? Tell us. Is there another one of him on your side? Yes, there is. Is he as loyal and true as mine? He's a good man. Oh, I'm sorry he didn't come with you. Wouldn't that have been something, Benjamin? <laughs> Two of you by my side. I need to check my ship. Benjamin! Kira's taking a little bath Did here. Hurt your feelings? The, uh, the background on that scene, I, I guess, is basically they... Let's just say they glued on some certain coverings to keep certain areas of her covered up in the bath. And now, what the is this oil and chemical they put in the bath to make it Court cloudy and everything about it made the uh, appliances fall off in her covering. So uh, let's true. just say the scene went but fairly why? quickly. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a way back. A transporter was responsible for the first crossover. And if you had come to me, I would have told you all transporters were redesigned afterwards to make sure the same thing would never happen again. It won't work. So, why didn't you come to me? You're very busy. So, you so much for getting me. back uh, via the transporter. A little afraid of you. Then you fear yourself. I don't want your fear. I want your love. If you can't love me, who can? Don't be in such a hurry to go. I'm glad you're here. There is so much we can learn from one another. Intendant, Garrick is here with the prisoner. Send him in. I want to mention there are, uh, confession there are a couple of Star Trek novels out there that, that take this idea of the mirror universe and Deep Space Nine a little further... Uh, so keep an eye out for those. I think they're called Dark Passion or Dark Passion, something like that. There were a couple of them done. You know that. I have nothing but respect for you, Intended. I'm so sorry. You did it because you felt sorry for these Terrans. You hate to see them suffer just as I do. They brought Quark in front of the Intended. But where would we be without them? Who would perform the labor for the Alliance? He's been pretty beat up and tortured. A quick death. Don't make him suffer anymore. No, Tendit, please. I made a mistake. Have mercy. No, please. I've planned a party for us tonight. What shall we wear? Lovely. I do admire a well-tailored gown. <laughs> 
What are you doing in my quarters, Garrick? She'll never let you leave, you know. Can't you tell? She is in love. What are you talking about? Garrick's at the tailor on Deep Space Nine, She's and even here he enjoys the idea of talk about a well-tailored gown. You're the perfect gift for the girl who has everything. She's taken you into her heart, like a Drathen puppy leg left on her doorstep. Who else could she share her deepest secrets with? Tell her troubles to trust with her life. All you have to do is take a look at the guard outside to see how much she trusts me. I arrange the guard. Well, she trusts you. It's uh, as much as she trusts any. Uh, so who actor for Garrick is uh, played by the guy named his, his name is Andrew Robinson. Like Done a lot of film and TV True over the years. Excellent actor. Excellent uh, job with the role Consider of Garrick. Consider my offer carefully, my dear. She'll never let you go. I will. If you want to leave, you'll assist me. How? By taking her place. What? Tomorrow morning, she will be gone. Gone? She will be gone. Please, don't make me use some foolish euphemism. You will assume good, her place as intended. Good parallel here and announce between that your counterpart from the, the other side. Remember when Chekhov tried to, to take over on the Mirror Mirror episode? Here, Garrick's trying to kind of take over and eliminate the attendant, put Kira to in explore her your pa or whatever, and I will take your place as intended. What about my friend? The good doctor, yes. Oh, yeah, it sounds like He'll Garrick really wants to be the intendant. That's the way it was. He just wants uh, Kira in place to put him there. Until you resign, and then you can be happily reunited. Oh, I've made arrangements with his supervisor that if you should decide to decline my offer, tomorrow it will be your doctor friend who will be gone. thing I, I don't quite get here is they know Deep Space Nine or Terrignor, as the Cardassians call it. Gotta get out of here it seems like they should what? be able to What's do something to the station to, to disrupt things. Uh, you know, use their, their knowledge of the station to get away a little better, or at least by this point, try something. They don't know anything about now. I'm not sure whether they'll get us back or not. All I know is we can't stay here any longer. How are we supposed to get past their security? I'm trying to find some help. I've heard Quark has helped some Terrans escape. Mm, it's too late for Quark. Stay alert. If our chance comes, there won't be much warning. All this mess just because Kirk encouraged Spock to resist the, the brutality of the Empire and to and to go do peace. There's a parallel there with Cisco. Keep in mind that that Don't classic episode, City on the Edge of Forever, with uh, something important to tell. You know, me. she was trying to create peace. Edith Keeler was trying to create peace on Earth, but it eventually would backfire because Earth wasn't really ready for that. And it sort of lets the wolves in the door. In when you have peace you before the ability to defend, it can keep the bad guys out. Station. I want my runabout back. <laughs> And you expect me to help you? She'll have my head. Or something else. Hmm. 
you save her life? Her life. Garrick is planning to kill her. Tonight. That's it. That's the valuable information. Garrick has been trying to kill her since the day he got here. He wants me to take her place. Oh, no. That's more creative than he usually gets. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Man, are you? You're disturbing my nap. Benjamin Sisko, I know, would never sell his soul and allow himself to become part of this tyranny against his own people. Terrans don't have souls. We don't believe in them. What do Terrans believe in? Raising their children to dig ore out of the mines for the Alliance? I worked in the mines, too, till I was old enough to start fighting for my freedom. What do you care about Terrans' freedom? I care about freedom. What I don't understand is why you don't care. Why the only one on the station I have met who seemed to give a damn was a Ferengi toad named Quark. You're looking in the wrong place for a hero, ma'am. I've made the best of a bad life for my crew. That's my contribution. Yes. Yeah, she, she's trying you to charmed your way out of the use mouse. what she knows of these characters, but it's but not quite know. the same in this universe. You're no less a victim than anyone Quark else. being a hero, Cisco being discontent and sort of a slave in a way even though he has more freedom than the rest of the Terrans. <laughs> One thing they don't show a lot in, the, in this episode is the, even though the Cardassians and the Klingons have an alliance with the Bajorans involved and, and on their side also they don't do much with the Klingons. There was a... Um, I do hope an idea of having Worf show up uh, as a Klingon on the station at this in the Mirror Universe in this episode, but Michael Dorn, who plays Worf, of course, he wasn't available to uh, to partake in this particular episode, but he eventually, of course, ends up on Deep Space Nine for several of the later half of the seasons. Stupid Terran pig! What's wrong, Terran? Lost your nerve? This is one of Cisco's crew is uh, today, eh? having a little conflict with a Klingon. Get out of my sight! Intended? What is your pleasure? Play something bright. I'm in a happy mood. Now both uh, Kira and the attendant are in these same sort of blue gown dresses to make it, of course, very difficult to tell them apart. The only real difference is the attendant wears this sort of like, almost like a crown throughout the episode, this little uh, ring of silver around her head. You're not you can tell them apart that way pretty easily. load, are you, doctor? You have much to learn. It's a shame this is going to be your last night on the job. Engineering, we have a thorium leak down here! Release the security locks! (laughs) 
Well, Bashir just got away with the accident happens and blasted uh, Odo into a big pile of goo. I read a little bit of background on this. Uh, I guess uh, Alexander Siddig, Bashir, had a real good time. He said they had to do that shot. They made it like a wax statue of Odo and blasted it. And they had to blast it, and, and he enjoyed uh, pointing the gun and shooting Odo, he said, for all the trouble uh, Rene always gives him. Now you've got uh, Bashir trying to make, make his way through uh, uh, the station, meets up with O'Brien. You've got to help me. I don't see you. You're not here. I'm just trying to seal the story, Malik. Look, I don't know my way around these conduits, but you do. My O'Brien does. Uh-huh. Just tell me where the runabout pads are. I know you, Miles O'Brien. Somewhere inside of you there is a shred of decency. There has to be. I am a decent man. I just... I just... You don't understand. I can't help you. I, I can't. They'll kill me. You're already dead. I'm sorry you don't see that. The life inside every human being here, every Terran, died a long time ago. That's not the right way. Just tell me one thing. Is there room on your ship for me? You want us to take you with us? I have no reason to stay here. Our Starfleet would probably have a big problem with that. To hell with them. Let's go. Stop right there. That well, looks like they're caught right now. <laughs> The new Terran killed the shapeshifter, and O'Brien tried to help him escape. Oh, things don't look too good. This is my fault for listening to you. For keeping him alive in the first place. I know very little about where you come from, but from what I've heard, I think... Your kind has a lot to learn. We've got a lot to learn. <laughs> what a laugh. Quiet. On this side, Terran workers do not speak to their superiors as you do. They certainly do not murder them. He was the only one of his kind. Man, you killed. Do you realize that? Well, that's he is really irreplaceable. True. No one ran that operation as efficiently as he did. No one kept order among the workers as he did. You can see there's a little. Uh, she she likes Odo in this, this universe is my just as well. For treating you Terrans with the least bit of respect, very well. I can learn from my mistakes. You want to set an example, Garrick? Use him. Set an example for all Terrans. Let him die. 
slowly, in public view on the promenade, let his pleas for mercy echo through the corridors for all Terrans to hear. Intendant, another word from you, and you will die right beside him. And you, O'Brien, you tinkerer and putterer and fixer of broken things, you've been the perfect data for years. Could possibly have gotten into you. What were you thinking? Do you want an answer, Intendant? Yes. This man, this man is a doctor where he comes from. And there's an O'Brien there just like me, except he's some kind of high up chief of operations. And they're Terrans. Can you believe that? Maybe it's a fairy tale he made up, but it started me thinking how how each of us might have turned out if history had been just a little different. I wanted him to take me with him. Because whatever it's like where he's from, it's got to be better than this. There's got to be something better than this. Not for you, Mr. O'Brien. Oh, he's going to be taking you with him. Just not exactly where you thought he would be taking you. Uh, the classic, uh, classic bad no, situation. I don't think so. Have you lost your mind? Ah, uh, Cisco comes through. No, I didn't lose it. I just changed it. Got out of there, and uh, Cisco blasts the door, so they, they're trapped. She's never gonna let you get away. She'll track you down, no matter how long it takes. You may want to consider following us back to our side. I've got the feeling I might not fit in very well over there. We'll stay one step ahead of the law. Don't worry about us. Maybe we can stir up some things on this side. You're still welcome to come with us. I might have something to stay for now if you have room on your ship for me, Mister Cisco. I can always use a good tinker and putterer. You're with me, Smiley. Good luck. Thank you. Start of, the start of the Rebel Good. Alliance, just like Firing Star Wars. Thrusters. thrusters engaged. Taking straight to impulse. Impulse engines online. 45 seconds to the wormhole. I'm still reading a plasma ejector leak from the warp core. Yeah, I'm hoping that leak takes us back where we came from. I'm matching speeds and attitude with our last time through. Klingon cruiser approaching. Shield the data, 60%. 40... Ten seconds to the wormhole. Wait. Hold on. Anything? The search vessels picked up their warp signature traces. There was also an indication of a plasma leak. But no wreckage. Nothing. Reading elevated neutrinos. Something's uh, coming now from the wormhole. Now we're, uh, of course, back on. 
our deep space nine in our universe. They're showing damage to their deflector grids. Put them on screen, Mr. O'Brien. We've got ships from here to New Bajor up looking for you. Where have you been? Through the looking glass, Commander. It's good to be back. There you have it, they're back, and that was the episode crossover from Deep Space Nine second season. Great episode. It's nice how they tie in the original series with the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, movies, so forth. It's good to have a history there and to show what you know what's happened before has an impact on, on what's going on now. That little tagline too at the end with uh, Kira saying through the looking glass I believe one of the later crossover type episodes in Deep Space Nine one of the names of the episodes is called through the looking glass and I think there are two yeah two total that they did later throughout the run of Deep Space Nine in the mirror universe so that's it that's the commentary I hope you found that enjoyable it's it's a little tricky to comment during the episodes but it, I think it works out pretty good, and I, that's that's one of my favorites, uh, definitely a, a favorite of a lot of fans, these Mirror Universe stories in Deep Space Nine and the original series. Quick break time, and I will come back with some collectible talk and a, lot, a few last thoughts for this week. My name is John Crichton. My name is John Crichton. My name is John Crichton. The Scapecast. What is the Scapecast? I'm Kevin Batchelder. And I'm Lindy Ray. On this episode of the Scapecast... I decided it was, you know, Rigel or Finn. Rigel struggles to gain and then regain the respect of his crewmates. What is my favorite chippy moment? Zan understands the strength she wields both Good spiritually evening. and physically. I'm Wendy Hambrock, and here's Attention. the news. There are opportunities all around. Good evening. Hey there. Welcome to Heckling it's from the Balcony. Rogers. I've seen it I'd all. I'd have to rob a shadow depository to pay that oh, tab. By popular okay. demand. For the Scapecast, this Jarek tells us. Yes, I know. Work with me. Talon was so Put different. on your leather pants and reload your pulse pistol. The Skatecast is the only podcast in the world dedicated to Farscape. What is Farscape? Hey, wait, I got a couple of questions. I hate this stuff. On the ground now! I know what he's popping. Cross my heart, smack me dead. Everything lives and everything dies! Tell me dead. You've got to be kidding me. Why are you shaving me? At least you die. Shooting makes me feel better. Look upward, upward, upward and share the wonders I've seen. The Scapecast, your guide to the wonders of Farscape. You can find the Scapecast at scapecast.org. Okay, just going to take a few minutes here to wrap things up for the show. The collectible thing I wanted to talk about this week isn't so much a specific collectible, but I wanted to mention in, in the Michigan area where I live, we just got a, a new store called IKEA, which, well, it's not a new store. We've, we we got one in the area, I should say. This store has uh, got various locations throughout the country. But the reason I'm mentioning, the, mentioning this store in conjunction with talking about collectibles is this past week I visited the, our store about a half hour, 45 minutes from where I live. Not, not bad. But IKEA is just great for the collector. They have glass cases, they have shelf units, they have all these kinds of cool things to store your collectibles, keep them nice and clean and, and primarily dust-free. It's, it's really a great great spot to, to look for things like that. And I, I took some photos, I got a couple of new glass cases 
They're called DETOLF, I think is the, is the name of these cases, D-E-T-O-L-F. And they make another case called Burt B, which I didn't pick up, which is sort of a wall-mounted shelf unit uh, with glass shelves. But these uh, DETOLF cases are, are just excellent. They're, they're relatively heavy, and you need a nice uh, car or truck or van or something to get them home. But the cases are themselves in the box that they come in are like 90 pounds. But the, the, the bottom line, they make an excellent display case. They have four glass shelves and a glass side, so all of your props or collectibles are real visible once they're inside. Like I said, I'll, I'll put some pictures up on, on the collection gallery and link them in the podcast notes and all that usual kind of stuff. But they do a, a, a great job there, and these cases are just amazingly priced. They're only like $59, $59 I think each one was. I got a couple this week and put put some of my stuff inside, and it's just a, a perfect uh, perfect match for the collector out there. What what IKEA has, and they have all kinds of displays like this. They have cases to hold your DVD collections, CDs, uh, shelf units for books, uh, movies, uh, and you know props, toys, whatever whatever you happen to have or collect or have around the house. If you've got an IKEA in your area, and, and this is this show is not sponsored by IKEA really. But it's it's just a, a fun store to go in. My my son went with me, and he, he just had a great time. And it, it's it's pretty telling that you can take a teenage boy into a, a sort of a furniture department store, and and he actually enjoys it as well. He liked the way they had it laid out. You know, the store has these different rooms laid out of, and they just put their products in sort of a typical room environment. And it's not like you just walk in and there's wall to wall. Uh, of stuff that you can choose from they put it in in the kind of environment a bedroom a bathroom a kitchen whatever in an entertainment room where you would be using these items at and it's a little tricky to get around the store that way but you can really uh, you can get a feel for how this stuff would work with with the kind of things that you might need to store or or put in them but uh, that's uh, that's sort of the collectible I wanted to talk about this week. I've got a few new things that have come recently in the man. I'll get to those maybe in the next coming weeks. A couple of neat things that are not uh, production-type props, but more one-of-a-kind items that I've picked up. And and then, of course, in a, in a month or two, I think we have the big Christie's Star Trek auction, which is going to be, uh, I know everything's going to be ridiculously priced, and I, I'm probably not even going to be able to find anything or, or be able to afford anything, but it'll be fun to watch. It'll be kind of fun to see what stuff pops up for sale and how much it ends up going for. So, And you know what, gang? I think that's just about going to wrap it up uh, for this week's uh, podcast, Treks in Sci-Fi. I want to thank everyone for listening. I really appreciate you taking an hour or so of your day to listen to the show. It was uh, a lot of fun to look at that Deep Space Nine episode, talk about some Star Trek news and information. Next week, I, I've got a couple ideas for next week, and, and I'm still not settled on it. I know I haven't done a Wednesday show the past uh, past couple of weeks, but I'm going to try to do one this coming Wednesday, get caught up on some email and make some announcements. So I will probably do that, and I will also talk about on Wednesday's show what I'm going to do on next weekend's show. I've, I've got a couple of new ideas. I don't think I'm going to cover Star Trek next weekend. I think I'm going to do something a little different or unique. So uh, until then, everyone enjoy the week. Enjoy your summer. If that's uh, the part of the world you live in where you're having summer, it's the weather has cooled off just a little bit where I'm at, which is kind of nice. So until next time, bye-bye. Enjoy the week, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been a Rick Dosti production.
This podcast, copyright 2006, all rights reserved.